Welcome to the 30 to Life podcast, where we break stereotypes, build legacies, and help others along the way. It's your boy, Buki. And your favorite color in the world, brown. You know, the guy who believes in do whatever it is to make you happy. It's cool. What up, what up, what up? We back, guys. Welcome to the 30 to Life podcast, redefining the Black experience for another week. Just want to thank you listeners each and every week for coming back and listening to us. We have seen tremendous growth. And if you are listening right now, you may have noticed something very brand spanking new. And that is our redesigned podcast cover. So guys, what have the streets been talking about this cover? Wasn't prepared for that question, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me go back again. My apologies. So one, before Brown or Cooley Speaks, Brown has a new mic, ladies and gentlemen. It is a very expensive mic. And mm-hmm. he may sound a little, should I say, night after dark. Brown, how are you doing today? I'll never fight. Um, no, no, what's going on, guys? I mean, yeah, I got a new mic, so I wanted to get as professional as I could possibly be to present the knowledge to y'all and have engaging and, and, and enticing conversation. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your new voice. You sound good, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, brethren. Sound very well. Yeah, so what y'all doing? What's, what's going on with y'all? Cooley, Cooley, what's going on with you? Let me tell you, piggybacking off on last episode, I had to do it again this week. Had to man up, man. But took my family to the amusement park today. Got on one of the rides that scared me half to death. What was the ride like? It's called the slingshot. And what it does is just like, literally like a slingshot takes you um, takes you down and shoots you up to about 300 feet in the air. Let's just say the seven-year-old that was sitting next to me had to tell me, bruh, man up, stop screaming like a little girl. See, she must have ain't listened to our episode last week when we talk about man up. Exactly. I don't have to man up. I can sit here with my eyes closed and scream. But y'all going to be seeing that, seeing that on my page at Instagram. Cool is the name. And so you're definitely going to see that. And you're going to see it on the 30s Life page coming soon. Yes. Yes. It's coming soon, guys. But, you know, we've been up to, we've actually, if you notice while you're listening right now, we redesigned the logo. We redesigned the cover art. We've had a lot of success over the last couple of months. And we thought it was time for just like a, a redesign, something updated. And to give you an idea of what we look like, brown is not the lightest complexion, but I had a tan that day. So, you know. <laughs> are we speaking on colorisms, my guys? We, that, are, we, we are just giving the people a little visual representation of ourselves to try to gained a little bit of transparency out there. But yes, the, the the logos were really symbolic of really our progression within the podcasting scene. We've evolved. And so we wanted our look to evolve. We wanted our sound to evolve. And we just want to continue to grow and create dope-ass content. Yes, yes we want to keep on redefining the Black experience. No more low-budget productions. Yes, to piggyback off both of you guys, we got to sound good, look good. I mean, what's better than that? Well, you forgot, feel good, you know, mental health. You feel good, too. So I want to talk to y'all about something. Wait, we doing that right now? We doing the big announcement? Oh, okay, okay. Wait, what are we doing right now? We doing the big announcement. I'm sorry, I wanted wanted to go into the the actual nitty-gritty of the show for the people, but we have one more announcement for you guys. And Mookie and Cooley, what is that great announcement? We have decided to do our very first live recording for all of you listeners. And it's just a big thank you to everyone. Get Vocal reached out to us about a month ago and they listened to our content. They liked what we had to say. So we came up with a partnership where 
every other week, we're going to do a live episode. Just for you listeners, time to interact with us, time for you to access questions, time for us to, just for you to see what we look like. So it'll be highly interactive and we're going to bring more of redefining the Black experience to you guys. Yes, we're going to give you that one on tension that you all guys deserve. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, the time during, like after we post shows that like, you know, a lot of people come to us and they, they say, you know, I wish we could have called in or I wish we could have had a way to interact with you guys during the show. So this really kind of gives everyone the opportunity to do so. And uh, I look forward to it. And again, we want to continue to create this dope ass content for you guys. Yeah, and the date that we're launching this is July 26 at 10 p.m. We will have the link information and the show notes for this episode. So please come and support us for our launch of our live show, which will be every other week starting on July 26. We are very excited. We're going to be featured content creators for this website, Get Vocal. So tune in and yeah, just support us and, and come with some questions. They said anything goes. We can talk about whatever we want. Yes. On their platform. We're taking over Get Vocal. <laughs> 30 to life, yeah. bro. No, no, no. When we say we, that means you as well. So we do it for you guys. And let this sound as a trumpet to all the other Get Vocal people on there. We're coming and we want to create dope content with you guys. So if you like our show, let us know. Yes. So that was the announcement, guys. Y'all have to tune in. Oh, yeah. We can tell them what the topic is too, right? Get them a little hype. Okay. Gunshots, gunshots. What's the topic? Because I forgot. (laughs) So the topic is new age double standards. So we're going to talk about double standards for our first live episode. And we know there's a lot of double standards nowadays. Some of them have changed. Some of them have evolved. But this gives a chance to kind of really explore deeper in terms of double standards, have our listeners ask us questions, and we'll answer them and really explore it in detail. So obviously some of the common ones is is that a man can sleep with whoever he wants to and a woman can't. So we'll be exploring that and many other double standards. So make sure you tune in July 26th, Sunday at 10 p.m. Get vocal. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, I really want to talk about the show topic because I feel like this is a, a really interesting show topic that will hopefully start people engaging in this conversation. So I was wondering why Black Republicans get so much slack from other Black people. I was looking at that Kanye, that Kanye rant today, right? And whatever that, I, I don't, I, first of all, I don't know what that Kanye thing was today, but... Wait, wait, tell the listeners what, what this is. Yeah, we explain what rant are we talking about. So I, so the caption said Kanye's political, basically Kanye's running for office in 2000, what is it, 24? And so he wants to... Oh, he's running I now. Guess, I heard he's running now. Oh, well, I don't know. Anyway, but basically he's starting his campaign. I guess he had his campaign rally, his first campaign rally in one of the Carolinas. I can't remember which one it is right now. But he had his first campaign rally and he was really just going in on di- like a lot of different things. But one of the things that really stuck out to me was his commentary on uh, Harriet Tubman. He said Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves. It's just mind-boggling. But anyway, he really said that Harriet Tubman did not free the slaves. And then after he said that, I literally just blocked them out because it was like, I I just can't listen to the stupidity any any further. But anyway, basically, I was wondering, like, why did I really feel that way? Like, why did I feel like Kanye, which I don't know, really know his political affiliation, but really got me to thinking why black people really shun 
Black Republicans and why Black Republicans are often or most of the time afraid to come out as Black Republican because we, the general Black public, will shun them. And so I kind of want to explore that a little bit and really expose, in my opinion, the stupidity because we are really a diverse group of people. Black people are diverse, which means we will have different mindsets, but we will drag people on social media for having a different political affiliation. Yeah, I think it all stems from one, where is the current state of Black America when it comes to politics? We know in 2016, 90% of Black people supported the Democratic Party and did not vote for Trump. We know that 14% of Black men actually voted for Trump, and then there was almost no Black woman. So we got to look at it from that standpoint. That's where most of the votes are going towards the Democratic Party. And you are a very small minority if you are Republican, and then even smaller if you voted for Trump in 2016. Then that raises the question, though. If it was socially normal for Black people to be affiliated with the Republican Party? Because white people can be Democrat or Republican and not have that same shun on them as Black people would on other Black people. So would that happen? You're right. That's one of the biggest issues in it. Like you said, a white person can be a Democrat, Republican, Jewish, Asian. No one else has those standards but Black people. It's always your Black Democrat. And it's, it's almost as really we're putting ourselves in this all Black people in a box and not allowing ourselves to really expand our minds and to think differently. Like, I remember when I first told people I wasn't Christian anymore, and it was like, well, everyone looked at me like I had two heads. (laughs) So it was, it's just like, why why do we, why why do all Black people have to fit this one stereotypical picture of what Black people feel like Black people should be in America when we have this diverse culture? It goes back to one of our earlier episodes when I said, we were talking about the, the Black man marrying white women. It's like, like who you want to like, but don't disrespect what I like. You understand? It's like, don't go back disrespecting your kind. Like, if you're going to feel different about me, you don't have to shun me. You don't have to look down on me. I think we all have different viewpoints. We all come from different backgrounds. And we should be able to go between both parties, right? Or even be independent. I think it's more accepted to be independent as opposed to being Republican nowadays or a Black Republican nowadays. And it's just more of that's where the numbers, it's almost, it comes a, a part of us that if you're Black, you're Democratic. If you're Black, you're probably Christian. I think those are, are thing, assumptions that are made. And from a statistical standpoint, if you ask a Black person, I mean, you probably will get those two points, being Democratic and Christian, like you mentioned, Brown. So I think it's more of just us being more open-minded. I think when we think about the Republican Party and its conservative natures, a lot of Black people are conservative. And that's where we have common commonality with the Republican Party. But yet there's a lot of like racist undertones in the Republican Party of today where the Democratic Party has less of that. And that's one of the reasons why if you're a Black Republican, you're kind of like a pariah, especially since Trump has become in office. I think it's been even worse if you support him in any way, shape or form. So those are things to think about as well. So let's talk about that. Okay. So I'm going to be transparent. Whenever I see a black person that wears a MAGA hat, I do feel some type of way. Now, one day I really did analyze that. I really did explore why I felt that. 
and it wasn't easy. I just automatically associated a negative emotion when I saw this person with a MAGA hat. And so at the end of the day, I really came to the conclusion that I needed to really understand that that person has a different mental or different mindset, a political mindset than I do. And that doesn't make this person, I shouldn't make him a pariah. It should make him, I guess, a person with a different mindset and really disrespecting that person's view of whatever it is that they're viewing. Now, Kanye, for example, he said that uh, Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves. To us, that's not a truth. So that's different. That's not having a different mindset. That's just him speaking falsities. Yeah, but some people would say, like, what make America great again, a lot of Black people would say, when was America great? Specifically for us, when was America great? Like, what point in time do they want to go back to where America was great? Was it a time where Black people were free? Was it a time when there was no Jim Crow? Was it a time when there was redlining? Like, what point in time would we go back into and how beneficial would that be to Black people? Well, I'm glad you finished with how beneficial it would be Black people because I, I don't know. But the only part, in only time, the only epoch, Black, well, just being great in America for anybody that was non-Caucasian was before the, the Caucasians came, before before colonialism. That's when it was the best because they had their own structures. They had their own social structures that they lived by, that they knew, that they were accustomed to. So that's the only time that I can honestly say. I think that's a fair point, but that would be, we would have to have no America to for us to be great, for Black people to be great again, when we look at it at that standpoint. Or if we want to go back, what, 10 years ago? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I would even say before the Great Recession in 08, you know, if you want to go back to 2000 and maybe 1999, 99, 2000, I think that was a big year for all of us. Harlem Shake was out. Internet was booming. So maybe 20 years ago, but you can't go that far back. You can't go that far back. You can't even go back then because we were still getting killed by cops. I don't think you can ever go. I don't think there was, there was ever a time in America where it was great for Black people. Besides the time they came before they colonized everybody. So that's what I'm saying. When was it great? That's that's a really great question. But that's why it's so offensive for me or why I feel that negative emotion when I see a black person wearing that. Are they saying that it's that time before colonialism? No, I believe that they are actually in support of the Republican Party now. You said something very interesting. You said I, you said most black people are, would be conservative or conservative Republicans. You said something like that earlier, right? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, because you know when you think of conservative, it's really to conserve uh, traditional values and old thinking, really, in a lot of standpoint. But there are some things that black people are for that the Republican is also for, right? And I honestly believe wholeheartedly that. Most black people would be Republican if the Republican Party didn't have so much racial undertones, racisms, uh, systemic racial undertones, all of this is just all of that in there. I really believe that that would be the case ultimately. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, our previous episode, I believe it episode four, Joe Biden and the black vote, uh, we kind of talked about when we think about the radical Republicans and they freed the slave, freed the slaves past, you know, 13th Amendment, 14th, 15th Amendment, you know, this is all Re Republican Party. And we were Republicans, Black men were Republicans by a large percentage. 
And it slowly shifted over, you know, the next 100 years to the Democratic Party. And because our interests aligned, right? And there was this, this switch or this, this cross of the two parties to where it is today. But I do believe, like you mentioned, that if it didn't have this racial undertones, more Black people would be Republicans. I wholeheartedly believe that. And I think because we had all these additional structures that oppressed Black people, like redlining and, and Jim Crow and uh, tons of other things, mass incarceration that really made Black people rely on the government, which is a central theme for the Democratic Party is, you know, for the government to be more involved where Republicans want to decentralize the government. It really put a a reliance on us on the government uh, in terms of like these social programs that Republicans tend to want to defund. Right. And that also makes me think about how we as Black people need to understand that both parties really are not for us. I think it was Hoover who really started the whole thing where but black people kind of shifted over to the Democratic Party because he he didn't support the civil rights movement. And so naturally speaking, if you have a bunch of oppressed black people in America and then you have a, a, a knight in shining armor of a Democratic Party come in to say, hey, Hoover doesn't support you, but I do. Naturally, you're going to have a shift of all black people. And then you have this control of the Democratic Party when it comes to black people. And you literally created a fear of even thinking about being going to the other side of the, of the political party because you're a shun, you're a pariah, like you mentioned. Yes, it's like once you can't go with the other team, you got to go who is going to be, quote unquote, providing you the most. And back then, it seemed as though the Democrats were providing the most for our people. Right. The problem when you have, when you only have two options for political parties, when you have that problem, what if both options are just horrible options? Then you're just picking the lesser of two evils. So why do Black people need to force themselves to choose the lesser of two evils? Why can't we have the ability to be free thinkers and think for ourselves and not be shunned by other Black people or the Black majority? And when I just think about why we vote so heavily Democratic and overall, I think it devalues our vote because one, the Democratic Party doesn't have to do as much work because they already assume that we're going to vote for their party. And since the Republican Party already knows that, they're not going to look to court our vote. So it's almost like an automatic vote that they assume each and every time. And I think if we did have more fluid, it was more fluid in terms of our vote between the two parties, it would force candidates on both sides to speak more to our issues. Yeah, that's what's going to come up with that Black agenda. That Black agenda is very important. We finally need the things that are going to benefit us. You cannot keep saying, oh, I like this a little bit. I like this. We need to like all of it. And that's the problem. That's why we typically, I guess, vote Democrat, because we like what they're providing. But we don't like everything. We need to be provided everything that we ask for. And I'm so happy you brought up that Black agenda. I'm so happy because that was that, that's, that really leads to my next question. Would you vote Republican if you liked the Republican candidate over the Democratic candidate, being that you're primarily a Democratic Party affiliate? Personally, yes. I don't see anything wrong with somebody's providing for me. Why do we have to label ourselves? This is where the world goes wrong, period, by labeling yourself. So once you label yourself, you set yourself in a category that you might not be able to get out. You cannot just say, hey, 
I'm this now. I'm only going to like this if they provide it. You have to be able to like all your options. Yeah, definitely. You should be able to consider your, your own options and find what's your, what's your best interest, specifically in your own communities when you may have a you know, Republican mayor or Republican governor. You know, they may have better agendas than the, the Democratic Party overall. And I think even up to the president in recent years, I mean, I can't really think of any Republican, Republican that was running for president, but it's just more of like across the line, you should be able to open to new ideas. And if they're going to address the issues that we have in our community, then we should definitely, you know, consider them as an option. It should be expected. The person who talks more to our, our needs in our community from a you know, local standpoint to a national standpoint, they should believe that we'll consider them because they address in our issues. But a lot of times, if it's not Democratic Party, then we may not even consider it. And I think that puts us in a position that, that isn't favorable. So I don't know if you guys saw that viral picture of uh, Trump in the Oval Office, but he had a bunch of Black pastors yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a bunch of black pastors really, you know, circulating and praying for him. The reason why I brought that, even brought that up was, well, did y'all even see that actually? Yeah, yeah, I remember it now. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That one, that one. But yeah, that one. So um, I, I brought that up because I wanted to really point out how a lot of black people and black Christians alike really dragged that photo and dragged those pastors in there and really they really, uh, I guess, came at them. And I was like, like, what, like, so why? Why did or do we do that to each other? What if they were that devout, church-going, conservative Black person and they supported Trump? They have that right to do so. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. I feel like... I do feel that negative emotion when I saw that picture. I did feel that way. Like, how, like, how did you feel when you saw that picture? Well, with me, I believe that it was propaganda. So I don't even take that stuff serious to get me in the zone to be angry at it because I believe it's just propaganda. So it didn't elicit any emotion when you saw that? Yeah, when I saw it, of course, I think it, it definitely had some emotions about it. But being objective, right, I was like, hopefully someone can get through to Trump someone can change his mind or allow him to open a little bit differently. But, you know, politics is crazy where everything is taken advantage. It could, they could have been just being taken advantage of, right? For him to get a small sliver of the Black vote, just showing like, hey, you know, I have these devout Christians, these pastors who are supporting me. Why not you if you're a Christian, right? And I think, you know, the optics of that, I think was, could have been the, the purpose of it. But I do hope in like those instances that someone can like touch, just get him to change his mind or open up his heart a little bit to really see one, like people dislike Trump so much because of the things that he say, the very things that he say on the global stage from his, when he is in front of the cameras, he says a lot of negative things, no matter if he, I would say if he came out with reparations right now and he got it passed, I think people would not give him credit for it just because he has so many racist things that he says. He's rude. He's just a narcissistic person. And he's a Republican too, on top of that. So he has a lot of things that people just can't stand. And I really believe like if, if he like passed reparations or something like that, I think people would be like, yeah, but you didn't do this. And he, they may not even, the news may not even 
display his, or, or circulate it throughout their cycle because they like, we don't want to give him anything to get him reelected. And we know like he's not qualified for the job, right? So don't, don't, don't misconstrue what I say right now, but no matter what he does, like, you just can't stand them. And I think I have had those same thought processes as well. Sorry, yeah, that's but more on a moral level too. I'm sorry, but if Trump passed reparations, Trump would go down as the most remembered president in American history. He would literally become <laughs> a different view in a different light among black people. In my line or in my line? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So you, you mean to tell me if, if Donald Trump approved reparations for black people in, let's just say, the amount that that homie said. No, no, no. Let, let, we don't have an amount. We're just saying he passed it. It could be. So you have a price on your morality? Ooh. I'm, what? what for, Not what? you specifically. I'm just saying. So you mean to tell me. So you, you mean to tell me if, if Trump approved reparations, you, you, you're not taking that? You're not taking it? Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He didn't even say exactly. nothing. <laughs> he didn't have to say nothing. <laughs> no, I just believe they would not give him his credit for it. Any possibility. I think black people would give him his credit for it. You I think really so? Do. Well, do. if he if he approved let, that, they would. Listeners, if you're listening to this right now, our social media is 30 to Life Pod. Our Facebook is 30 Life Pod. Our Twitter is 30 Life Pod. Just answer this question for us, right? You can use hashtag 30 Life Pod. 32 Life podcast. If Trump passed reparations, would America give him his credit? Would he be viewed differently by Black America? I just want to ask this question on my on my Instagram live or whatever this is, my Instagram story. Dear Instagram world, if Donald Trump gave or approved reparations, would his sentiment towards Black people or would Black people's sentiment towards him rather, would they change? Would you vote for him this coming election? It's a good question. That's a good question. Well, let me ask you guys. Would you vote for him this November? Yes. <laughs> if he approved reparations. Would you convert to a Republican Party? Well, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for the racist, racist rhetoric, I would, I would probably be a Republican. And what about you, Cooley? Y'all asking two different questions. <laughs> well, answer both of them. I gotta vote. I mean, gotta vote for him. We need Whoa, you said I gotta vote for him. <laughs> okay. Because that would give us that economic power that we speak on so much. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so maybe maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe, so what I'm saying, so I can elaborate, he will not get his credit. Maybe the, Re- the Republican Party may get more of the credit than him. Well, no, I think that they're one and the same. But I still just think our media... And our party would not, would try to take credit for this in some way or form. I honestly feel like at the end of the day, Black people are going to take that money or take whatever the form of reparation is and in return, vote for Trump. I think he would go down in history. If that was to ever happen, it would go, it would literally change people's whole perception of Trump. Negative, negative, negative. People would probably take the money, but they will not vote for him. They would not give him their credit and he would be upset about that. <laughs> That's what would happen. You talk to any, let's say black, or you talk to black woman, black woman not having it at the end of the day. The backbone of the Democratic Party, no matter what he does, they know who he is as a person and we'll take the money. because so we take our stimulus checks, we take everything, but we not voting for him. We're not having him in office again. And He's not going to, the media is not going to give him any credit. They're going to find someone else to give credit for this passing. 
I don't think you guys are realizing how huge that is. If he passes reparations, that's going to change the whole game. Well, we don't know that because we didn't put a dollar amount to it. So let's just assume that it's something that's not something that's going to economically shift the black dollar or the black economy. But let's just say it's like another stimulus, right? We get 5000 Everyone gets $5,000. No, that's not enough. No, 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 no. That's not the case. We don't know the dollar amount. That's why I don't want to say any dollar amount. Just the fact that they have passed some legislation. Dollar amount is important because dollar amount would, would $5,000 is not going to change the wealth gap. Okay. So what, 42, 42 million uh, black people in this country? Right. Okay. I think if everybody got so, 300K. Okay. That would never happen. 300K is not a lot of money. That what you're gonna do? It's help? not. It's not. But it's realistic in in context of how many black people there are. In but 300K is that's not enough money. That is a lot. That's that is a lot of money when 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 we look at the you no. Know, yes, it is. When we look at the the per wealth capita. gap. Yeah. We look at the wealth gap, and we are 17, 18, 19 thousand. That overnight changes the thing, right? When we look at about like what people have in their accounts, what is their net worth, assets minus li- liabilities. So let's just get let's come up with a realistic number. That's a real that's that's my that's a realistic number too. Three hundred thousand. I think that's 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 reasonable. I don't think that's four hundred years of we're not oppression. We're not. They don't care. They're not. They're not counting the years. They're just doing something to help, but it's not going to solve. Look at all the legislation that's been passed. It's never been something to solve. But that then then there's no point of even ever talking about reparations any further because then the, the, nothing else is is worth it unless you're giving every person a college degree. But then that's not fair because not everybody wants to go to college. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we look at the public institution, public institutions, let's say it's twenty thousand a year, four years degree, that's eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand may be a number, but three hundred that's not happening. It's not happening. It needs to be 80,000 and something else. And then it really does have to be land. It has to be an acre well, of land then. <laughs> okay. So in, in some places in the country where an acre of, of land is worth $20,000, let's just say it's 100,000, right? Let's just use that number. So it got to be 80,000 and a piece of land. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, the hundred thousand in the piece of land. <laughs> that's not, that's, that's not enough. That's not enough, bro. 80 K. I don't, I don't think many black people would be swayed by that. You don't think every black person get $80,000 who have a net worth of what? No, remember the median net worth of black people in about 20 years will be zero. So you're telling me if we get a, every person, let's say over the age of 18, it's $80,000. You don't think that's going to sway people vote? They never even got 10000 You have to realize that how many people are in debt. How many black people are in debt? $80,000 is not going to really cover, cover a lot of debt that black people have. Do you know what the average student loan debt is now? It's like $30,000. And use that across the board. All right, all right. I do have to agree. I, if if I do believe eighty thousand, see, I I guess in my mindset, I was thinking of them paying to what they pay has to equate to what the trauma unfolded, but I guess you no, really can't, it's the best effort. You really can't it's, ever put a number on that. So yeah, I, you I mean, can. I, I guess, I guess I understand what, what your point is. So in that context, I really feel like ADK probably would do, would sway the votes too. Yeah, I agree with that. But how, but I'm saying that mentally that's not, well, me knowing I know that's not enough money. If someone just randomly give you 80,000 right now, how would you feel about that? I feel okay, but then it's not going to do Wait, anything. wait, hold on, hold on. You said you would feel okay. Like, but let's be real. Let's be real. When people give you on when you were 18 or 25 for your birthday and someone gave you $100, imagine 80000 Like, let's be real. But do I have to sell? Do I have to sell my my? my you don't have to sell anything. You're going to receive. You're going to receive the receive, money. 
Do you did you receive? Hold on, hold on. Let me ask. Let me ask one question. Cooley, did you receive a stimulus check? Yes. That was passed by the Senate, which is majority Republicans. Did you give that money back? No. But what I'm saying is, it didn't do anything. But that, of course, but eighty thousand will do something. So let me ask you this. Let me ask the question in this way. If Donald Trump said, hey, if I get reelected next term, every black or African-American person in the country would get $80,000 as a repayment or reparations for the American slave trade. But he has to get in office for this to happen. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Leave it at that. Go. First of all, it could be a, a false promise, right? Just because he says... Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. You guys got to realize, people, we, 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 have, we have value. $80,000, is, is that the value of bringing somebody in that hates yo, you? Okay, yo, so aside, yo. From a, aside from a false promise, aside from that, let's just say it, it's a legit thing that's, that could happen. Exactly. What are you guys doing? Because I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm voting for Trump. It, no, I'm not. You're not voting for Trump? No. Did you vote every... That's what's up, though. That's what's up. Okay. Me, let's see. If I vote for Trump... (laughs) This is a good-ass question, yo. I'm trying to think. Remember, you married to a black woman. No, but the president has not made my life better or worse. I've controlled where I have grown uh, as far as my career and, and net worth and everything. So I would hypothetically... I don't know. I would probably say yes, just because $80,000, I could buy some property, additional property somewhere, rent that out and build closer to not being tied to a W-2 income. You could do a lot with it. And there will be, cool. you, if you don't think Black people would accept that $80,000, you are crazy. You're crazy. $80,000. You know, he believes that they would be, but he just saying he wouldn't do it for himself. So he's saying he, he wouldn't would vote take for that $80,000. He, he would, said he, he would. would. He would take that $80,000. So much wrong with that because I'm not selling my soul for $80,000. How are you selling your soul? How are you selling your you know, soul? This guy's a bad guy. He hates us. There's a lot of people that you voted for in the past that hates us too. Okay, but now and blindly I'm, voted for. No, I'm specifically voting for for eighty thousand dollars. So if he comes down right now, Mookie, here's eighty thousand dollars. Vote for me. Would you do it? Probably would take it. I'm. I'm. It's not even a hesitation. Saying, I'm, I'm keeping everything else the same. But here's eighty thousand dollars. Everything the same. What's the same? What What has the president done guys, done for us? So basically, everything. What has same. he done? He hasn't done anything. My life hasn't changed. Whoever the president's in office, has your life changed based off the president's as in office? Well, mine has nope. It's nope. The same so, thing. So you would take that eighty thousand dollars. Only thing that changes, I got, I got, I get less back some back in my taxes now than I did when Obama was in office. Yeah. So that's like, the only thing that changed. For like me. the <laughs> like to me, like the president, mm. the president's not the person who controls my day to day life. I think that's an assumption that most people have. But we have judicial branch, we have legislative branch, we have the executive branch for a reason. So, so you guys about the money. No, it's not. It's not about the money. It's about, yo, do you want generational wealth? I mean, that's the thought process when black people hear this $80,000. That's what they're going to be thinking about. So they can provide for their children so they can pass on wealth. Because if you know the wealth gap, you know that a lot of people are passing away and not giving anything to their families. I get that. But I don't believe that 80,000 can do that. What do you mean? If you have 80,000 right now and you invest that over 30 years, 40 years, you buy property that appreciates over time. 
you can pay for your child's education without taking loans, that changes your family tree. So you can't, like you saying no from a moral standpoint, I'm fine with. You saying it from dollar amount, I disagree with. $80,000 is a lot of money to get without having to work for it. End of story. And our listeners are going to agree with that point. I'm 100%. We'll see what they say. We'll see what they say. Because I mean, I do believe that there are some people like like Cooley who have that moral strength that will not take the money. So let's say, so for me, no vote involved, I'm going to take the reparation payment. I mean, yeah. Well. No vote involved. Like, but vote I, involved, I'm still taking the reparation yeah. payment. <laughs> I mean, let's that's, that's just be real. I'm taking it because like you said, that's going to change my life and my family's life and all yeah, especially if you if you go a black women are so great with money at the end of the day you know what they're gonna do with that what y'all crazy i ain't crazy <laughs> <laughs> i ain't crazy at all like you said building legacies that's gonna help me build Yo, my family's legacy. <laughs> legacies and help others along the way that eighty thousand, cool you could take it and give it away to someone else and help them, right? Like that's your son's college tuition if your son doesn't get sports scholarships or educational or scholarships. Or that business that he started. Remember that business talk we had the very first episode? It goes towards the business. That's money that you don't have to bust your ass for at work and save up for right there. But what I'm saying, I'm not saying the money's bad. <laughs> Did you say you had roof issues before? That's a whole new roof. Shine another house. You buy another house. No, so this is a very interesting question. I like, I actually like the topic. And Cooley, I appreciate your moral fiber. Yeah, that's what's up though. That's that's what I'm just saying. It's it's not enough because economically, it's not gonna it's not gonna help us. No, no, I agree. I like like I said before. Like I feel like that does not equate to the damage that race slavery has caused. No, in that in that sense, I'm not arguing with the damage. But I'm I guess arguing. in a way, I was always thinking that it's going to be equating what the pain that slavery or systemic racism has caused. I didn't, I never thought about just a, I guess, a number because you ha- it has to be per capita, right? It has to really take into account the amount of black people yeah. and the final money is finite at the end of the day. Yeah. This is how I look at it. I look at it like, hey, what's the pay gap between white and black people? How do we solve for that? $100,000 does it, does it right there. And it's not us going to so much debt to accomplish that, but we are going in some levels of debt. So that's why I'm like, when we think of like these large numbers, those are, they will never happen. They will never happen. They'll be lucky if they just say free community college for all black people or something like that, if it does happen. And that'll be a long down the line. We probably have to have eight years of the House being Democratic, the daggone Senate being majority uh, Democratic, and then a uh, Democratic president for this to even be like, considered and done, but it will never be ridiculous amount, right? Like uh, 40 acres and a mule. Like it's not going to be anything like that, but I do think it could be under a hundred thousand and in a distant future, depending on where things go. But uh, it was an interesting conversation, but I still, I still wouldn't be Republican if Trump's still in office. So it just depends on the price. No, no, I, I never said that I would, I would never said I would be Republican. I didn't say that. I said, we had two questions. The question is whether you're going to vote for Trump. I mean, you don't have to be, you can, you can be a Democrat and still vote for Trump. Exactly, so. exactly. It's a one, one-time vote Yeah, to help others. I would donate if I would take that money and help others within the community with that money. Do you know that, you know what black people would do with that? I just think we're not thinking the mass benefits. All I mean, you look at the black woman entrepreneurs 
oh my God, they can start every business and not have to worry about being denied for a bank loan. Even though this would never happen, we're going into like this area, 80,000 per person, which is still a lot of money. It wouldn't happen. You see, they they taking long to give us everybody twelve thousand dollars. Another one. So <laughs> let's look at that. That that shows you right there in a pandemic. I mean that, but that also shows me that they had the the ability to do a lot more for black people than they uh, really displayed in the past. I mean, look how fast or efficiently they got the money out. Now, I'm not saying that it was a perfect system, but I'm saying that a lot of people did get their twelve hundred dollars and and it did help out. Oh yeah, people were happy with it. You think? This 80, oh my God, this 80, people never even saw $80,000 in their lifetime. But anyway, I digress. So back to Republicans and Black people. Yeah, I think what it all comes down to is being Democratic or being a part of the Democratic Party is ingrained within Black culture and recent memories, right? So let's just think over the last uh, 50, 60 years since the civil rights movement and any sway or change against that it stands out, stands out, and it's almost a sense of betrayal. And people do not understand the history of the Republican Party or Democratic Party. And we also have become dependent on government policies. So we tie a lot of these government policies that have helped and hurt us to the Democratic Party of recent years, where we see Republican parties wanting to defund those policies or, or uh, programs. And with our current president, Trump, his rhetoric has been very racist. And if someone is voting for someone who is racist against themselves, and I say, quote unquote, uh, racist, because that's what the other side will say, we hear, you know, these racist undertones. And if someone says, hey, I'm wearing a MAGA hat, or I'm Republican, they're saying that they support someone who's racist. And that's, I think that is one of the biggest concerns that people have. Would you guys agree? Yeah, I think it's it's the racist it's the racist rhetoric. It's it's the bigotry, and it's really that Charleston event when he he didn't really denounce racism at that point. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't denounce hatred, and I think that that ultimately put a bad taste in a lot of black people's mouth, regardless of political views. But it also has a lot of people. Black people, I guess about 15% of Black people, I'm not sure that the, the exact statistics, but there are some Black people that really support Trump. Yeah, 14% of Black men uh, voted for him. So they they yeah, out so, there. Yeah, and that's, that's a real thing. Do we shun them? <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we should shun them. I think it's more of, I think, one, we should engage and understand. Yes. Because right? we make our own assumptions about why they're voting for him. They're coons or they their uh, coons or their Uncle Toms or whatever, or, or uh, all these other uh, terms. But, you know, they, everyone has their story and why they feel, you know, they, they, they want to be Republican or support Trump. And in some cases, there's things that they feel that he's done that are, are overlooked in, in some cases. But for me, he's not qualified for the job. And, you know, we see it a lot of times. I mean, even recently with like Black people being killed, he starts bringing up, he just brought up saying white people are killed too. You know, it's not the moment for that. This is a time where we can have a lot of healing and there's a lot of white people in general who are learning more about our history, learning more about the trauma and racism and systemic oppression that we have faced. And they're learning to be allies. They're learning just to educate themselves so they understand what the plight of the Black man and Black woman is. 
But Trump has not shown any of those sides right now. And even to go as far as with like COVID-19 and how it has really damaged the Black community, right? Because we're the ones who are most often with this disease. And just like with the mask, like it's a political thing where it's like, we want to protect lives. Black lives matter. Yeah, I feel like we really need to open up more and really have those difficult conversations with other people that don't think like the, the general populace. It would really, in my opinion, solve a lot of the issues that we have. You know, Black Twitter is, is a dope thing. It's a, it's a hilarious thing. I mean, I go on Black Twitter and, and I just, just laugh because the stuff that is, it's just, it's, just, it's just pure comedy. A lot of it is true, but it's pure comedy. But I feel like we can, it can also be a negative thing sometimes when we just blast difference of opinions or difference of way of thinking. What Kanye did today, I don't know about this guy. I don't know if it's a publicity stunt or if, is he just, is he really just that? Ignorant? Yeah, ignorant. Thank you. I don't want to believe, even if it is a publicity stunt, I don't like that. That you, you can't continue to knock your people, the people who give you money, who buy your clothes, who buy your things, who listen to your albums. You cannot keep knocking us. That's the, we are your people. And what he's doing is not right. Publicity stunt or not. And as you have all of this diverseness, it's, this is why it's super hard to only come down to two choices. Yes, and that's and I'm sorry, and that's what the sad part about it because that's what gives Joe Biden, I guess, a feeling that he can say, "If you don't vote for me, you're not black." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because the numbers show that's fat. I mean, I mean, because we shun our own people who vote Republican. So he's talking from fa- factual standpoint. Like Candace Owens, Candace Owens, like her, like Candace Owens. Why do we talk about her like this? What's up with her? I mean, she is a millennial, Republican, outspoken individual. I mean, I, I've, I've listened to a couple of her interviews and she, I don't know how to describe her, but I try to listen to her with an open mind, but sometimes it's just like she's a talking piece for the conservative the far conservative party but yes so i'm on her instagram right and so she posted i wonder if we're moving past the point of reconciliation with the left maybe we'd all be happier letting them pick a few states they can run sorry a few states they can turn into their own country with no guns no police no statues no genders no flags no men no and no electricity the united freaks of america so that statement right there right (laughs) super interesting Is she right? No, she's not right. But what if we could actually separate conceptually? So basically another civil war type of thing where we have the South and the North. Or whatever. Or it could be the East and the West. It could be the East and... Not even segregation. Just just people who have... Like, all right, since, since we have two major political parties, right? Democrats and Republicans. What if we split the United States up in half... Democrats run their half the, the, the way they want. Republicans run the other half the way they want. Could that be the answer? Uh, you could try to make that the answer, but that ain't happening. <laughs> could it? We want to go, go on vacation in another state. That's where we go to Republican side. Do we have to follow Republican rules? Just imagine how the North and the South would be without slavery. I guess that there would be no South without slavery. So never mind. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that, be a that's poor, too, yeah, that's too hard. Very <laughs> poor area. And the, and the, I mean, that's what actually happened. Like the, uh, the end of slavery. I mean, the civil war was over slavery, right? Free yeah, labor. Yeah. And the North capitalized post civil war and the South suffered. Right, and yeah. that's what essentially would happen. North would be, you know, the power and South would be the weird still is. At the end of the day. I don't know. I did. I, only reason why I even brought something like that up is because I mean, what if, what if conceptually we could exist, but we're, we're not all meant to be united. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sound crazy, but like, what if that could be the answer? I'm not saying it is the answer at all. I'm just saying, but what if separating is the answer? That's a whole Pandora's box you just opened. <laughs> Tune in next week, guys. This is the 30 to life podcast. No. Um, yeah. I mean, that's another question that we can answer. Um, you know, uh, I think we should definitely uh, wrap up you know, our thoughts on this episode. Uh, we touched on a lot of things. We talked uh, on the, you know, just the thoughts of a black Republican, what comes to mind with us. When we think about that, why, you know, being a Republican has this negative connotations. A black Republican. The, a black Republican, just because of the negative undertones, the racist undertones, the really thoughts of not being included in the Republican Party overall as a Black person. I think that's some things that is important to talk about as well. And then we talked about a whole other things like Brown. What, what else did we talk about? Well, we talked about our Get Vocal show, so be on the lookout for that. July 26th, Sunday at 10 p.m. Right. This will be the opportunity for you guys to, to really talk to us live and we can have an engaging conversation. This is gonna, it's going to be a real awesome experience. And I'm looking forward to you guys tuning in. We have our new logo. Our new logo. So if you guys can be so kind as to just let us know what you think on Instagram or Twitter or any of our platforms. Do you like the logo? And we're also yes, looking we for other... You guys, we wanted to please you guys visually. We are stepping up. If you like our show and you do have a, uh, a dope podcast that you'd love, love us to be on, Holla at us. Let us know. We would love to really talk to you guys and see if we have the same vision for the show, for our shows. And if we align, let's let's do something. Let's create magic. Yeah, let's connect people. Even listeners, if you guys hear podcasts that are similar to us and you think that we should be on, let us know that as well. Yes. So thank you guys for tuning in to the 30 to Life podcast. One thing I want you to do right now as you're listening please hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date with every episode that we have to have that we have. So you don't have to look for it. And then also, you know, follow us on Instagram at 30 to life pod and let us know what you think of our get vocal lunch uh, on Sunday, July 26th. What you think about a new logo design and yeah, just stay up to date with us. We do this all for you. We want to thank you for listening to this episode. And it is your boy Mookie and your favorite color in the world. Brown and the guy who's not selling his soul for 80k is cool. <laughs> I'll take the money. We out. <laughs> <laughs>